Welcome to the Fed Heads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 165 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. You have told me many times about the importance of strategic planning for doing anything, pretty much. And and I have applied that in my own life, and I've applied that at work, and I know that you have been an evangelist for that concept for a long time, Robert. And I'm glad you were able to say that with a straight face. Why? Um, Why? The, it's all true. Yeah, well, I mean, we're at an important juncture in the cycle of agency performance planning and reporting. This is the time during which agencies are obliged by law to update their long-term strategic plans. It's an opportunity to look back and say, how do we do? Uh, what missions should we focus on and how should we measure those? It's a really important point at which to drive the administration's priorities through these devices. We've been engaged for the last several months in a project with the Partnership for Public Service to tease out from agencies what are their best best practices in creating a strategic plan, engaging your stakeholders in strategic planning. You won't be surprised. We also tried to dig a little bit at the extent to which agencies were integrating their evidence-based policymaking into their strategic planning Yeah, process. here we go with that. And then how do you make it real? How do you make sure that the strategic plan actually drives behavior, activities, measurement, improvement at agencies? So I'm going to steal the show from you, Francis, and set this up. Go for it. We are joined by some of my favorite people in the world, from Grant Thornton, Matt Troy, and Amanda Haina, without whom I would be nothing. And also my dear, dear friend, Katie Malay, who's got the coolest title in all of Washington, the Vice President for Government Effectiveness. All of us have been working on this project together, so I'm really delighted they're here. Thank you for setting everything up. Katie, I wanna start with you. At what point in time did you, or do you expect to, get sick of Robert talking about evidence-based anything because it's, God, it just never stops. Well, Francis, Robert, thank you for having us on. It's just a delight to hear Robert talk both about the title I hold at the Partnership for Public Service and evidence and evaluation oh, and God, strategic planning, which is... going to be a long episode. It's going to be a long episode. Oh, my God. Go ahead, Katie. Go ahead. Sorry I interrupted. Well, you know, I, I know there's a lot of competition out there for everyone's favorite OMB circular, but I think among this group, we would go with A11 part six, which highlights the performance framework, including some guidelines for strategic planning with agencies. And I, I think about this project, it's been great. Robert gave you some of the highlights about helping agencies do this work together. Strategic planning, of course, is mapping out the next few years for each department and agency. But I also think a value to this project is connecting the dots across agencies. Of course, the challenges we face as a country don't respect agency boundaries. And I think this provided an opportunity for agencies to work with one another and share some learning and share best practices 
as they were in this important phase of planning for their work. So let me let me ask you, Matt and Amanda, what are some things that you saw through this process that you think are really valuable for agencies to take away as they craft, finalize, implement their strategic plans? We saw some great best practices around some of the new requirements uh, for the strategic plan. So one is that the Biden administration has been very explicit uh, about its priorities and asking agencies to align their strategic plans to the priorities. So health and economic recovery post COVID-19, advancing equity and combating climate change. So there have already been many executive orders uh, around these priorities. So making sure that the leads uh, who are implementing these executive orders are part of the strategic planning process and can inform uh, those objectives and initiatives to help align to those priorities. Um, there's also um, some great best practices around collaboration, uh, looking at existing uh, relationships that you have, um, whether it's with state and local governments or other federal agencies, uh, and talking about how you can align to the administration priorities. And then lastly, thinking about the new requirements under the Evidence Act. So every um, federal agency will now have two new appendices, to their strategic plan, both the learning agenda and the, the capacity assessment. Um, we've talked quite a bit um, about uh, best practices and, and collaboration and you know, thinking about um, all of the, the different research offices, evaluation offices throughout the agency and making sure that they're involved uh, and aligned to the strategic goals. Amanda, what do you miss? Yeah, I would say one thing we've heard uh, time and again from agencies throughout this project with the partnership is the importance of culture and culture change, Um, especially as Matt said, with these new priorities coming out of the Biden administration that maybe haven't been in focus for the last uh, four years. Agencies really need to be focusing on how to drive behavioral change and cultural change within their agencies. So it can't be kind of a tack on once the plan is published. Okay. Now we start thinking about culture. It really has to be baked in from day one uh, to build stakeholder buy-in. So that's been something that I think agencies are focusing on a lot this year. Katie, while I share your affinity for circulars from the office of management and budget, my go-to is the president's management agenda. We don't have one yet. And it, but it sounds to me like, based on what you were talking about, about looking across what agencies are doing and trying to do that cross-cutting, that maybe the maybe the biggest part of the next president's management agenda should be the cap goals, should be the places where agencies are doing similar things or can collaborate um, or are already and maybe not doing it as effectively as possible. Is that is that a fair assumption on my part? Is that a fair thought? I think thought? so. I mean- the cross-agency priority goals ideally are those areas where it will require multiple agencies to work on an issue. I'm curious to see when OMB releases the new president's management agenda, how they approach it. I would expect some of the more evergreen items like human capital and workforce, talent issues, IT issues, and others. I also am curious to see how they align the president's management agenda with the priorities that we outlined that they've said are key to them right now, including equity and climate and other issues. So it it may be an interesting blend this time, but certainly the cap goals are a great opportunity for that cross-agency alignment. And so how would y'all, Matt, Amanda, see that being reflected in the strategic plan? 
there you've you've both been studying in the anticipation the emergence of the management agenda how do you see that reflected there i think it'll be reflected in a, a few ways um one is through implementation of these executive orders uh we're seeing so much alignment to what we already expect to be in the president's management agenda so as agencies are doing these new required assessments they're also thinking about what are these initiatives that may be aligned to the president's management agenda that attack on? Yeah, I would agree. One of the one of the slices that uh, I think is expected in most strategic plans is a goal around stewardship or management excellence. You know, Katie, you you did strategic planning when you were at the Department of the Treasury. Um, you you've been a part of this process. What would you expect to see along the lines of a management excellence goal in agencies. I'm glad you raised that because that's also an opportunity to connect and build coalitions within an agency. I was talking before about cross-agency work and a lot of these management issues are common to agencies across government, but it's an opportunity to connect across different teams and coalitions within an agency. So working with operations teams, the HR team, the CIO and others, to try to build those equities and how you're going to better serve your internal customers and help deliver services externally. Where are agencies on that spectrum right now, Katie? How are organizations doing today at not just setting the plans because creating the strategy is one thing, but actually implementing it, especially given we're just coming, maybe we're not even coming out of the transition yet. I was going to say we're coming out of the transition, but I imagine in many cases, organizations are still working through it as people are getting confirmed or appointed to the non-confirmed positions. This is an, an important point. There are agency teams that work on strategic planning and organizational performance year in and year out. And they've spent considerable time in the last year, what you might call planning for the plan. So that when the incoming administration arrived, they had what you might describe as a menu of options. They had done the research, they had a set of possible paths forward and then could take direction from the incoming team. I also think this is an important point for the incoming and new leaders is that this work has been done and their teams are ready and they want to work closely with them and having leadership engagement at this point in the process is enormously helpful. Agencies earlier this month submitted their draft goals at a high level to OMB for feedback. They're drafting plans that they'll submit in the fall and then of course publish the new strategic plans early next year but at this phase i think engaging with the new leadership and with career staff across an agency is very important and they're ready for it and we have to applaud them that they've put all of that work into being ready when the new administration officials come in and then this is a lever that the the new um, agency leaders can just set in their direction to try to advance the priorities of the administration Amanda mentioned culture change, change management. It would be a missed opportunity if I didn't remind folks that they need to engage external stakeholders, not least of which is Congress in this process. That can be hard. Getting Congress to care about this can be really hard, but it'll pay dividends, I think. Getting their input, really important. We're running low on time, but let me just ask you, Amanda, Matt, you help agencies with their strategic planning. What one bit of advice would you give agencies to ensure this is as constructive as it could be? I would say when creating that plan for the plan, 
um, listing out all of the things that you want to happen next once the strategic plan is complete. So you want the strategic plan to be guiding the budget. You want to be have it guiding the human capital plan and forming research priorities. And because of that, you want to make sure that all the people who are creating those future plans that you want to align to the strategic plan are involved in the high level strategic planning process. Amanda? I would say, especially as we uh, recover from the COVID-19 pandemic, there's a need to balance these tactical things that need to get done for COVID recovery and long-term, more strategic goals. So I think it's easy for agencies to fall into, well, what do we need to do in the next year to recover from COVID? But there are still other uh, things that an agency wants to get done in the next four years that can't fall to the wayside um, just because of this one, you know, very important, but... Uh, very important issue. So I would say um, focus on COVID recovery, but also think about what strategic things need to get done to fulfill your mission in the next four years. Katie, I want to give you the final word here. Um, what do you expect to see that might be a surprise in the new president's management agenda? Or do you think it will be kind of a continuation of the PMAs that we've seen from administration to administration that have been, I think, remarkably consistent? I think one of the values to the president's management agenda is it can be administration to administration. It's tackling issues that are enduring and we need to try to address. I think what might be interesting here is how the administration aligns to the priorities they've outlined, which are not necessarily management focused in nature, but they have management elements to them. I'd also like to add at the end of what has been a very challenging year for federal employees, that so many have really risen to the occasion and deserve our thanks. And I think for those who have planned and set in place the things that agencies were able to deliver and what they are going to do in the year ahead, I just want to applaud them for their work. It's terrific to learn about what's happening strategically and what should be happening strategically. Uh, Katie, Matt, Amanda, thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Francis. Thank you, Robert. Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store. <laughs>